Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Or was I supposed to act that out? Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop. Step right in, come one, come all. I'm Shopkeeper Dan, and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Doing good. Your enthusiasm is is addicting. Uh, <laughs> what's going on? I'm just so fucking happy to be here, man. Are you happy the week's over, or are you happy uh, that you didn't lose any money because you didn't trade anything? Okay, okay, okay. I am, one, very happy the week's over so I can get back to trading and my time out has ended. And and two, just because I was only allowed to exit positions did not mean I couldn't lose money this week, my no. friends. <laughs> I still managed to lose. <laughs> oh, that's impressive. Well done. <laughs> oh, come on into the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, rage against the hedge machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way into a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for getting gains and cutting losses. If you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our Knowledge Center on FinancialNeptitude.com, or you can give one of our beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description for you. But uh, Kyle and I think the best place to be is our Discord server. We're on there every day, just uh, talking stocks, sharing charts, sharing news, hanging out. It's just a really great place to be. And uh, Kyle, what happens uh, when they join that server? What should they do? They should send us uh, an email or DM with their shipping address, and we will mail them their own smash-it-themselves coffee mug or shot glass. Their choice. Hell yeah. Your choice. Dealer's choice. No, user's choice. Fuck, somebody chooses. <laughs> just make a choice. We're just so glad you're here. It's a lot of fun. It's always better with friends. Oh, I just love being here in the shop. Man, your energy is really high today. Oh, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Somebody, somebody's really relaxed today. But, like, Man. even just on the phone call before we started, you didn't have this kind of energy. What's going on? Oh, you're going you're gonna to reveal that I, that I step it up for the show and I put on a, a persona and a facade of some radio presenter? Wow. Just just take all the magic out. Sorry, kids. Show's over. It's all a facade. I just uh, I feel like you didn't hype me up as well as you should have. I didn't know we were going to start like this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the man who brought to you bad trades, good trades, lazy trades, More none bad. other than the inimitable Kyle Hedman. <laughs> Okay. I'm done with it. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Because I was, because I started to think of a lot more to go to to run with. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, hey, Kyle, we got any show news? Uh, yes. 
Oh, good. Okay. Well, we won't we won't cover the show news. We'll move on. Uh, we finished the recording with George for Mind Over yeah, Markets last week. As soon as we get the actual release date on that, we'll make sure we send an update to everybody. Yeah, that was a good time. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that he also came up with some questions to ask us, too. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, George yeah. will be back uh, for the July review episode that we'll be doing next week. Uh, we're mm-hmm. also working up, uh, working on setting up a new beginner episode. So we're going to get a newbie to join us and just uh, ask us all the questions that he wants about the market. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to craft yet another beginning episode in our in our attempts to to give people a place to start. That's both fun and informative. Yep, and the guy we've got lined up uh, is actually a dentist. Uh, has a lot of interest in the stock market, uh, but just doesn't really know a whole lot about it. So yeah, hopefully he's got a bunch of really great questions that we can try to get through. And hopefully there's some of the same questions that other beginners have. Yes. Our market research shows that our audience is mostly dentists trying to learn. So we thought, <laughs> why not get one? <laughs> also, we all know how fun they are. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> I put my fingers in people's mouths for a living. Now, I love you, dentists. I I don't mean to denigrate your fine craft. Let's not go too far. (laughs) Fine. Fuck you, dentists. (laughs) Where do you get off drilling in the teeth, you sadistic fucks? Ah, man, what kind of fun games are we going to play with him? I have no clue. I don't either. Oh, that's that's, that's your department. I know. I'm all business, Kyle. I'm all business. No fun and games here. (laughs) Oh, God. Are are we doing a podcast? Are we just hanging out? We have such a great show for you today, folks. It's electric. It's intoxicating. It is, I was going to say empirical just for the alliteration, but that makes no sense. We have an empirical show for you today. It makes (laughs) no sense because you threw an eye in there. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was, you know, shit. Uh, broke my own rules. All right, I'm in timeout again. All right, you take over. I, I can't do a podcast for the next hour. Timeout. Should we just nah. move into the bet? <laughs> uh, we have lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, more options than Robinhood has short sellers. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's, that's right. a lot. <laughs> Bam. Take that, Robinhood. Yep. Fuck you, Robinhood. <laughs> And and as always, reach out to us, folks. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook, TikTok, Discord, uh, just anywhere you're at that we're at. Give us a holler. Maybe you're old school and you want to just give us an email at two bulls at financialneptude.com. That's the number two bulls at financialneptude.com. Or you could shoot us a phone call to 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you and your compatriot have fallen on the outs and while you're fighting you come across a wagon in the desert with a dying union soldier telling you where a bunch of hidden gold is mm. <laughs> yeah no nice. nobody's getting that one but outlaw the, uh, josie Wales. no it's one of those clint eastwood ones which one is it ennio morichoni oh. did a big song for it we sometimes play it on the show yeah that's good bad and the ugly isn't it wah, wah, wah. Now, it doesn't matter what your reason is. Just reach out. We, we love it. We love also, it. if you have any questions, if there's uh, yeah. stuff that we're, we're going over too fast, because uh, uh, this show is starting to get a lot more technical the more that we learn. Uh, yeah, and I know we true. throw a lot of terminology around. So if there's anything you want to explain, uh, just let us know. Yeah, please. We love to talk. 
this, <laughs> if you can't tell. Oh, Kyle, it's uh, the end of July. We got to talk about our bet. Um, do we have to? Yeah, we're legally obligated. I checked with the lawyers. Isn't this a two-month bet? Didn't we decide to do a July-August combination? Yeah, yeah, we were doing the summer thing where we decided, like, oh, we'll just lump two months together, and that way Random won't win. No, we had golf rules this this week. Oh, well, I like that. (laughs) I really like that. Golf rules, Brewster's Millions, gotta lose it all. All right, Dan, how'd you lose yours? Uh, I, I, uh, I bet on AMC, make it some big moves and, and AMC to be fair, made two upward moves of 10% this week. It did. Uh, it was just, you know, in between some downward moves of also more than 10%. Yeah. It, it opened at 38 and change and it closed at 37. Uh, I didn't even do the math. Because I was in last place, <laughs> so the fact that I lost money means I most assuredly am the biggest loser. You are. Uh, I had HZNP open the week at one hundred fifty or hundred dollars and fifty cents. Close the week at one hundred dollars and two cents. It was mm-hmm. up almost to one hundred five. So I had, I had a brief glimmer of hope, but uh, no, not quite. I lost two dollars mm-hmm. off my total. It's now at four seventy five. Uh, and 41 cents but random uh, with fhn opened at 1549 closed at 1545 and since it was sitting at over 500 the week before it is the winner at 507.88 i blame snow yes it was definitely snow that will also <laughs> take us right into the poll question because Oh, God. Yeah, we decided to put that to the uh, Twitter world to decide what our consequences would be. Oh, we we are idiots. Yeah, well, you're the idiot. You're the one who added the one that... Ugh. 50 God damn it. What were you thinking? <laughs> I was thinking, like, oh, you know what would be even worse than Twilight is that really crappy fanfic that got so popular. Yeah, well, Twitter got 20%. 50 Shades of Grey got 80 Oh, Twi- Twilight got 20%? I'm sorry. Yeah, what did I say? I said Twitter. Oh, yeah. Twilight got 20%. Fifty Shades of Grey got 80. 80. 80, 80% of people responding to our poll want us to read Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. So, it's, stay tuned for our month in review. We'll go into the details of what's happening with that. Yeah, I think we're leaning towards just doing like a whole bonus episode on, on uh, our favorite parts, maybe? Or? Okay, all Don't right. Don't give it away. Well, that's a good Gotta tease good it teaser. for the month in review. Okay, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, well, this is this is the second time we've both lost a random, and it hasn't even been a full twelve months. We've only been doing random for like six. I mean, we're still beating it two thirds of the time. Yeah, but there's only three, so <laughs> there's no statistical edge. There's only three people in the bet. That's a good point. <laughs> Let's to be fair though, each time random is won, it's had one week that was just ungodly performance. That's true. That's true. Oh. Uh, all right, Kyle. Yep. Should we move on to some news? Uh, please. The bets demoralized me once again. <laughs> there goes that energy. <laughs> there goes that energy. <laughs> all right, play a play an upbeat song. Well, it's all for the money. Tune to the show. Need a good story so my margin grows, or won't you? Listen to all our news. 
You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News. All right, here we are. All right. There is one news story that I consider to be the most important news story you're going to hear this year. It's got to be Robinhood? No, no. Uh, infrastructure? No. No. Uh, no. It's not inflation, is it? No, Kyle. Oh. The news story is about bacon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. California has uh, in, installed new rules about uh products, you know, food products, especially meat production uh, regarding animal welfare. Mm -hmm. So you can't sell pork in California uh, after this law goes into effect. And it's, it's, it's fast. It's coming on fast. Um, There's a prop they passed in 2018. So they've had a few years, but basically if the uh, pigs don't have a certain standard of life, uh, on the farm, then you can't sell the pork in California, and it's it's estimated that uh, uh, God, only four percent of hog operations now comply with the new rules. Ooh, are there so, any? Is there anything against uh, like bacon smuggling? I don't know if there are specific penalties for smuggling in bacon, but it it's a hundred percent going to become a thing. Bacon I am will be smuggled into considering California. funding you to allow you to fill up your trunk with bacon and just taking it to Venice Beach. Ooh, black market bacon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, ah, crap, it's the fuzz. The cops are on me. Ditch the thin slice, but save that thick cut. That's gold up north in San Francisco. Oh, man, no bacon in California. I'm never going back. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, it's gonna, shit's gonna get crazy. Like they're interviewing, uh, restaurant owners on, on the Associated Press that they're talking about like, yeah, our number one breakfast is bacon and eggs. What the hell are we going to do now? Nobody's going to come in just for eggs. Right. Well, I guess turkey bacon. Ugh. The fuck out of here. Uh, turkey bacon's, <laughs> t- turkey bacon's not bad in a pinch, man. You get it crispy. It's, it's good. It's not. No, 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 it's not bacon. I didn't say it's bacon, but it'll do in a pinch when it's crispy. It's tasty. You know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We'd all like to get laid, but, you know, jerking off will do in a pinch. It's good. Not the same thing, but, you know, it kind of kind of scratches the itch, right? I don't know. I, I know that's not going to be our Twitter poll, <laughs> but uh, I, I just would like to ask the question to America, is turkey bacon the masturbation of breakfast meats? maybe that should be our twitter poll (laughs) i'd like that one better than the one i was thinking (laughs) all right okay yeah (laughs) is turkey bacon (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's just (laughs) uh breakfast meats is that what you said that's what i said Okay, yeah. Uh, then what are the responses here? Um, yeah, it's not getting laid, but it'll do in a pinch. Yeah, it'll do in a pinch. No, it's... And then, then no, it's more like slamming your genitals in a car door. <laughs> you got 25 characters, Dan. Oh. Car door genital slam. Car door cock slam. Shit. Sounds like a bad punk band. 
How about no satisfaction? Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I'll work that around. I'll, I'll play with that. There'll be something oh, okay. around the idea of turkey bacon not being a good <laughs> substitute. <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow linking it to sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right? Um, and to, just to wrap up the story, uh, it is a big deal. California restaurants and groceries use about 255 million pounds of pork a month. I wonder if pork futures took a hit. When oh, is this then... supposed to go into effect? Oh, they passed it in 2018, so I think it's I think it's 2022. Ah, would you consider leaving a, a state if they couldn't get bacon anymore? No, that would not be like I don't eat bacon regularly enough to make that like impactful in my life. I I don't eat it that much. Maybe once or twice a week. Yeah, but. If I didn't, if somebody told me I couldn't eat bacon anymore, yeah, I'd probably leave that state. <laughs> and it'd be less about the bacon and more about the you can't have that. You, we you, you can, you can have it from from production from one of the four percent of production facilities that are allowed to sell in California. Okay, fair enough. You know, it just becomes a luxury product, so you're paying fifty bucks for that bacon. Yeah, no instead shit. Of, instead of five. <laughs> Wow, this story did turn out to be the biggest one. We spent like seven I, minutes <laughs> blithering yeah, like idiots yeah. about hey, it. Hey, Kyle, you got anything? <laughs> you got anything to talk about? Yeah, Robinhood IPO, not oh, not so shit. good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> debuted at thirty eight. Uh, I think it bottomed out below thirty four. Uh, did rebound a little bit. Uh, still not doing all that great. I think the story title that I had pulled up for this was that, uh, let's see, Robin had his worst debut ever for IPO of its size. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. 8.4% below the price in the first trading trading session. Uh, among the 51 firms that raised as much cash as Robinhood or more, uh, this was the worst debut. The worst. Yes. Wow. And I can't imagine that's going to keep going anywhere but down i saw that they were offering at 38 dollars before before it actually hit the markets anybody on robin hood could buy shares at 38 dollars and of course i think i really think this is you know thinking about it in terms of auction theory if you're selling and, and and not letting other people sell their shares you're only letting people buy at 38 it's an artificial price and you sell the shares to all the people in Robinhood, all the retail traders that wanted it. Then, it, then, then you allow it to hit the market. What, what do you think is going to happen? All, you, all your buyers are done buying. Exactly. Well, they expected a lot more interest in it. I think before all the events of the past couple of months. Yeah, I think they well, probably reserved way too many shares, and then once the once that actually debuted, and you still had all those shares sitting out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. There's no the demand is not there. What was the other story I saw about Robinhood too? Didn't I see something about Vlad Tenev uh, not actually being licensed by Finra? Wait, what? I didn't hear about that. <laughs> Shit. All right, let me let me look for that. The CEO of Robinhood is not is not Finra certified. Yeah. Find the actual story here. Uh, CNN reported this about. Three days ago, uh, this story yeah it came out on the eve of the IPO. There's a new regulatory probe 
uh, investigating the fact that Vlad Tenev is not licensed by FINRA. Yeah, this comes more than five months after CNN Business reported that Tenev, the public face of Robinhood, is not registered with FINRA, short for Financial Industry Regulation Authority, despite the fact that he presides over one of the nation's largest and most powerful online brokerages. They're also probing Robinhood's employee stock trades that occur around the time of the company's controversial stock restrictions imposed in January amid the market turmoil. Uh, So this received inquiries from FINRA and the SEC about employee trades involving GameStop, AMC, and other so-called meme stocks. Robinhood said regulators looking into whether these trades by employees may have occurred in advance of the public announcement of the trading restrictions. Mm. Now, all this happened uh, the day before the IPO. I guess I uh, should add this story too. This was, yeah, that's probably the bigger. That story. might, <laughs> that might have also affected people's enthusiasm for that IPO. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Either way, I'm not touching it. Yeah, no, I, I'm not shorting it. I'm not buying it. I'm not going near it. We'll let yeah. it, let it build a chart history and get an options chain, and then I'll consider playing with it. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going anywhere near this thing. <laughs> you never know if they're going to turn off the sell button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you turn off the sell button and our stock skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kyle's anything happening with the uh, with the Fed? Uh, I don't have anything with the Fed. I have infrastructure though. It looks like there was a bipartisan ah. deal finally reached. Ooh. So we're going to get some new roads. Well, I think it's more I'm trying to look here at the actual story. Uh, there's a lot in there about like infrastructure as far as like uh, internet and Ooh. communication stuff. Okay, that's great. Which it's what's interesting about this bipartisan deal is that the left is very unhappy with it. Apparently, uh, apparently, while the right is very happy. Oh. Yeah. The, isn't it isn't it like a trillion dollar deal? <laughs> uh yeah, roughly a trillion. Uh, I'm trying to see what's actually in here. Okay, investments in public transit, passenger rail, clean drinking water, bridges, electric vehicles. Okay, for some Democrats it's far from enough. It compromises or comprises about a quarter of Biden's initial plan, which included a lot more incentives for R and D, manufacturing clean energy. Uh okay. but that original price tag was three point five trillion, so um I yeah, don't think that, that was ever gonna, gonna happen. happen. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean that's I, kinda I, how a compromise works, right? <laughs> you have yeah. to cut some stuff to get the stuff you really want. Right? Is isn't I you know, you read about uh game theory and, and compromises and whatnot, and I like a good compromise is where nobody walks away really happy. Right. That's how that's 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 a good compromise because both people had to give something up to get to to get the things they most wanted, mm-hmm. and an agree an agreement was reached. That's a win. And here are the things that uh, were considered the wins: uh, expanding access to high speed internet, upgrading border stations along the U.S. Mexico border, and improving technology to aid in water management. That all sound great to me. Yeah, water is important. I would say almost as important as internet. Almost as important as bacon. (laughs) Bacon is very important to me. (laughs) But I would take I would take internet, I think, over bacon, maybe over water. 
<laughs> if I had to choose what between c- internet and water, oh. What good is clean water if I can't stream my shit? <laughs> I'd just be bored with water. <laughs> At least I could be thirsty and entertained. <laughs> <laughs> Dying of thirst, but my Civ game is almost complete. <sighs> Trying to see if there's anything else in here Uh, as far as what else is in the bill. No, I think this article seems to be more about... Never mind. (laughs) I think that's enough. That's enough about that. Oh, well, uh, I know I I recently came across a a story recently on on Friday. Uh, The Fed Reserve Chair, Jerome Powell, a.k.a. America's good cop. He is. It, you know, he's he's reassured us that the U.S. economy has learned, yeah, quotes, learned to handle the vi- the coronavirus and won't be swamped in a fresh wave of infections or by rising inflation. Hmm. Yeah. I did notice uh, you posted a chart in the Discord. Uh, looks like you're doing some technical analysis on the COVID infection rates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's definitely a very distinct head and shoulders pattern there, so we should be able to count on... Uh, infections and, and <laughs> hospitalization rates to drop no 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 the head and shoulders happened and it dropped dropped under the the right shoulder but now we're we're popping back up and we're testing that uh, resistance level of the shoulder so mm. that reversal might be over i don't know i don't know it looks pretty bearish to me if i'm looking at it <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope it is too. I, ho- I hope it is too. Yeah, but we are. Uh, it did. It did strike me as hilarious because one, it did look like a head and shoulders pattern, and 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 two, uh, I realized like like the Fibonacci stuff with the stock charts. Like it's it's all modeling real growth, right? Right. So so when you're looking at the growth of a virus, I guess it 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 makes sense that it might look like a stock chart. Yeah. You know, uh, as crazy as that might sound. So we'll see if the uh, <laughs> if it breaks resistance <laughs> or if that resistance holds. Uh, hopefully those supports don't hold. Yeah, yeah. We want it to just crash right through those supports. Can you support? Can you short the coronavirus? Because <laughs> I would like yeah. to. Yeah, I think it's you just start living like it's not a thing anymore. That's how oh. you short it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you got any other stories? Um, well, I'm still talking about this one. Oh, I thought we were done. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Proceed. Uh, we have returned to pre-pandemic level levels of outputs in the second quarter, according to yes, the GDP I did see data. That. Yes. Uh, that that rebound has happened faster than most people expected, including myself. Uh, uh, but it's like the fastest in history, hasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh well well the the I don't know about the GDP being the fastest in history I know the just the, the economic recovery from return. yeah from uh, that size of a drop and that's also inflation adjusted too right the numbers that they reported on that the GDP I numbers know. I believe that said it was in, uh, adjusted for inflation oh okay <laughs> so if you if you don't adjust it for inflation it probably doesn't look so rosy no if you don't <laughs> adjust it for inflation it looks even better. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the report also showed personal income is dropping alongside a decline in federal transfer payments. 
and mm. the economy growing at six and a half percent. So uh, it was the massive federal stimulus and unemployment benefits that led to the better than anyone expected outcomes during the surge last summer. Powell cited on Wednesday as evidence mm-hmm. that the that each COVID nineteen wave has had successfully less economic impact. Mm. So it's all party time now. Yes. Feds Powell. You know, hey, don't pay attention. That inflation greater than six percent is the highest it's been since the early eighties. Pay no attention to that. It's party all the time. Never gonna stop. Who was bad cop this week? Um I don't think I don't think the bad cop came from uh uh Yellen this time. Uh that that uh I Paul but Paul Ashworth, chief North America eco- economist at Capital Economics, uh was playing bad cop. I think there was also us. another one of the uh one of the Fed members, uh one of the voting members, but I don't think he was a voting member for another couple of years. Oh yeah, because they rotate. Yeah. That's a whole weird setup. Yeah. If the digital dollar gets us away from the Fed, that might be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the Fed's its own it's its own five hour podcast. Oh, <laughs> Talking about the Federal Reserve for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we get some tinfoil hats and really, really have a good time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but that's that's uh, that's all that's all of my news stories, Kyle. Uh, okay, try to get through the last two of these here a little quicker. Uh, AMC had their shareholder meeting last week. Uh, there was a lot of um, I don't know tinfoil hat stuff going on on the internet because mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. meeting wasn't publicized. I guess uh, they didn't really release any of the notes or anything on it yet. I think they're still planning on it. But uh, what was interesting about that was Adam Aaron getting on Twitter and actually using the word FUD. <laughs> telling, yes. Telling people to, that there is no FUD. Like, passed all the things that they wanted to pass. Uh, the new stock issue was tabled for another day, like everybody wanted. Uh, like, yeah, st- there's a lot of FUD on the internet, he said. <laughs> oh, what a world. Yeah, um, a lot of people... I remember reading... While it was happening, a lot of people were like, "Why aren't they live streaming this shit? They're yeah. they're hiding something." I was like, yeah. Wait, what? Like, uh, no, it's just a that's not how shareholder meeting. meetings go. Yeah, go <laughs> go to it if you want to. You're a shareholder. You're allowed. They'll let you in. It was in Kansas, so I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure how many people wanted to make that trip. Yeah, yeah. I I was not itching to get to the AMC shareholder meeting. No, like, me neither. <laughs> t- just tell me what happened afterwards, like any yeah. other I'll read normal the shareholder notes. meeting. Yeah, yeah. All right, the last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, and I was originally planning on just kind of touching on this because it's one of the stocks that I hold, but Activision has been having a lot of trouble. And the more I read into this, the the bigger the story looks to me to the point where we probably should have been featuring this a little more prominently. There's a lot of allegations of misogyny, uh, sexual harassment, and just terrible, terrible treatment of women at that company. Oh, damn. Uh, like I, I can go through here and read some of the, the things. Uh, let's see. A former customer service employee, Ms. Stein, 28, worked from 2014 to 17 in customer service role. Uh, said she was consistently paid less than her ex-boyfriend who joined the company at the same time and did the same work that they cheated. Uh, said uh, once declined drugs that her manager offered her at a holiday party in 2014 or 15, which showered their relationship, hampered her career. 
16, a manager messenger on Facebook suggesting she must be into some freaky stuff, quote, and asking what type of pornography she watched. Uh, she also overheard okay. male colleagues jerk, joking about women had their jobs only because they performed sexual favors for male superiors. Uh, let's see. Former okay. vice president Lisa Welsh shared an account of how an exec asked her to have sex with him because, quote, she deserved to have some fun, end quote, after her boyfriend died weeks earlier. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Emily Whoa. Mitchell. Security researcher approached Blizzard's booth in the Black Hat Cybersecurity Conference in 15 was harassed by the Blizzard representatives. She got to the table. She asked about penetration testing position, <laughs> which, I mean, I don't, I okay, don't think you, I could. Okay, you tee that up. Uh, yeah. Some, some socially inept nerd <laughs> is definitely going to giggle and make a joke, but uh, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. They, they should still be professional at the Black Hat booth. You would think for sure. So. Uh, penetration testing or pen testing and then is an industry term for a security audit. Said she had been wearing a t-shirt made by cybersecurity company Secure State, which had penetration expert on the front. <laughs> so, yeah, this one, uh, I, this one's a little more understandable. Uh, one of the Blizzard right. employees first asked if she was lost. Another one asked if she was at the conference with her boyfriend. And another one asked if she even knew what pen testing was. So that right there is okay. a bit bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then but, one of but, them asked her when the last time Lord. she was personally penetrated, if I liked being penetrated, and how often I got penetrated. Okay, so they're That's a bunch a of 13-year-olds. Yes. bunch of 13-year-olds. Well, not only that, but then uh, the not thinking she could be in that position, like, oh, you can't be flying yeah. a plane, you're a woman. Right, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, nurse, bring the doctor in. You're the doctor? What? Yeah. Uh, okay, here's another one. Um, a source who's departed Blizzard since talked about how the room designated for breastfeeding women didn't have locks on it. Men would walk into the breastfeeding room. There was no way to lock the door. They would just stare, and I'd have to scream at them to leave. Oh, wow. Uh, they have added locks to that since. Um, let's see. Uh, it's basically akin to working in a frat house. Uh, stories abound at Activision Blizzard compounded by a drinking culture that until recently was insane, a source said. Woman told her that she was dogged, she doggedly avoided the drinking events on campus because of the reputation. It was much more sexual in the Blizzard main office, uh, circa 2015, when women being subject to inappropriate touching in the chest area and elsewhere, sometimes at the holiday party, sometimes not. Uh, Blizzard has taken steps to address the drinking culture by introducing a two-drink maximum at company events. Because that'll do it. Yeah, that'll fix it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's... Wow. Just the more you read, like the worse it gets. It, like, it sounds uh, like they watched Mad Men and they were like, that's a good idea. It sounds to me like you've got a <laughs> bunch of gaming nerds, and you remember being at that age that never really grew up, that suddenly got put to position of power and just have no idea how to socially act around people in general, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't, you, by getting power, you don't magically learn social skills. Appropriate social, yeah. No. Appropriate social <laughs> behaviors. No, you don't. Skills. Oh, God. Okay. Well, uh, how's that hit their stock? Um, it had been running up to 100. Not too long ago. It is now down below 84, I think. Okay. Which I had sold some shares. I had a pretty large position in that. I think I sold some around 90 right before this happened. Wasn't nearly enough that I sold, obviously. But 
I think I might <laughs> actually be getting out of that stock. I don't know that I can. We talked about ethical investing at one point. Yeah. Uh, this might be where I draw the line. You treat women like that. I don't think I can support that company. Right. It's fucking 2021. Come on. Yeah. We're not in the fucking 50s and 60s where the culture and society has not grown as far as it has. Come on now, people. Yeah, I mean, wandering into a breastfeeding room and just staring, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, well, yeah, so if you have shares in Activision, I mean, it's already, the sell-off has already kind of hit it, but uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think this story's getting better before it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned for the Robin Hood Activision merger. <laughs> I know, right? Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> We'll combine two separate evils into one greater evil. <laughs> uh, woo. Speaking of evil, two bulls at not. <laughs> uh, that's going a little far. A little Folks, bit. we are we're very... Our show is supported by the female sex. Yes, yes, yes. And 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 women in power and and successful women are a very real thing that you just got to accept. Misogynists just fucking accept it. I never once asked Sue who which man was handling my loan. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like an expert, dollface. <laughs> but is there someone with a penis involved in this transaction? Whose no, phone have you been uh, answering to learn all these terms? Right. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about a successful woman who is madly more uh, successful and intelligent and, and capable than myself, uh, Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, even reverse mortgages, Sue will help. She's licensed in, was it 27 states? She's licensed in 27 states. 27 states, not growing, though. I think no she, longer growing, yeah. I think she's had enough. I think As she it, figures apparently more, there's than, just... <laughs> more than half of the states, I think, was enough. <laughs> she's got more business than she can handle. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, she's licensed in 27 states. Reach out, see what Sue could do for you. There's a really... There's a greater than 50% chance she's licensed in your state. And to be honest, if you, uh, if you really ask, she'll get licensed just to do your loan. Yeah, probably. She, uh, she is cool like that. She did get licensed in Mississippi to do one of mine. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Best way to reach her is just give her a call, 520-977-7904, or you can shoot her an email at spullen at fairwaymc.com. That's S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are also proud affiliates with the Trade Pro Academy. Uh, certified members, could we say. I've got my certificate yes. hanging above my wall. There you go. Yes, certified <laughs> affiliates. Uh, we we're having George on the show again. We were just on their show. Uh, obviously, we're really gung ho about what they the the education services that they perform over George there. George does Pro Academy. a fantastic job with the foundations course. 
uh, you really want to learn auction theory and how the stock market works, they're just right. phenomenal. Uh, they, they're entertaining. They're informative. You walk away knowing so much. Even after the first couple lessons, you have some strategies that you can go and put to use right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, solid stuff at the Trade Pro Academy. We do have a link, uh, being affiliates. Uh, it's a great way to support our show. If you sign up for, for their, their courses, uh, we, we, get a, we get a cut if you follow our link. So we encourage you to do that, not just for our own financial benefit, but for the actual education services. It's, it's can't be, I've not come across anything as good as what they're doing over at Trade Pro. No. All right, Kyle, time to talk about uh, some, some trades. Uh, do you have stuff to talk about? I, I have one thing to talk about. Uh, why don't you go ahead and do that? You've got to know when to hold them. Know when to sold them. Know when to walk away. Those calls are done. You never count your money. When you're holding on the contracts, there'll be time enough for counting. When the options exercise. Okay. Okay. I was in trading timeout. Yes. Uh, because because I I I so poorly handled myself uh, the week before last. Um, all I was allowed to do uh, of my own accord was to close positions. So I had uh, some Bristol Myers Squibb, some BMY hmm. call options that expired on the thirtieth. Yep. And uh, I bought them before I realized earnings was coming up, but I held them. Earnings was good uh, on Wednesday. Yes. They had, not, they had really good earnings. And, but not good uh, enough. But not good enough. Uh, I had two opportunities, Kyle, to move out of that position uh, mm-hmm. at, at break-even. Oh, really? Yes. Right after earnings, I had two opportunities to, to break-even. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and, I'm guessing you didn't. And what, what what do you think went through my mind of it's going up? Ooh, I could break even. I should sell. No, yeah, it probably wasn't that. It was probably no. why would I sell at break even when it's going up? I can make money now. Correct. And uh instead of making money, I uh they expired worthless. I didn't I didn't even sell them at a loss. I I held on to uh you know, I didn't follow the plan and I just held them. With that's, false hope. That's and really dreams. funny, Dan, because I think I did the exact same thing with some AMC weeklies. Ah, okay, bought, well, there's there's my trade. Let's hear about yours. I bought some $41 uh, calls uh, at $1.05. Mm-hmm. But I did a little bit better. I sold a third of those at $1.40. Um, so I made a little bit of profit on the first one, and I should have sold the rest out at break even, which I also had multiple chances to do so. Or even just get out of the trade at break even in general. Yeah. Uh, but no, I just kept holding on, just thinking. The problem for me is once it gets to a certain point where it's like, is it worth just selling it and getting 20 bucks back on, you know, whatever you're left holding? Or is mm-hmm. it better to just let that 20 bucks ride and just on something that has the potential to, to you know, break up higher and really move? Yeah. And most of the time, uh, in fact, I'd say even 99% of the time, it's probably better to just get that 20 bucks back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If, uh, yeah, and that's a, that's a lesson that I'm still having trouble learning. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I did Me learn too. enough to where I closed out my LYV Live Nation eight twenty seventy dollar puts that I bought. I bought those for a dollar forty. I sold them for sixty cents, which was over a fifty percent loss, but I got something back. Uh yes. that one I bought those loss. when the chart dropped below our trigger price, but it, it immediately rebounded back up. And I kept holding them because I wanted I held them in lieu of buying SPY puts. Because I figured okay. if the market does correct, like it looked like maybe it was going to, that that would be you know a sufficient uh, position to hold uh, to try to take advantage of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at this point, I'd finally just cut my losses. It wasn't all bad. Uh, I did buy BMY nine seventeen seventy dollar calls at a dollar ten. I bought those after earnings, and I gave myself till September after that broke above our trigger price again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tried to sell a quarter of those off at a dollar fifty, but I set that price too high. I think I was a little too optimistic. I should have taken a dollar forty. Um, mm. BMY did not close the week very well, though. So Monday morning, it's decision time. Probably gonna have to make a decision of whether to to cut my losses or or to or what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, for the good move, uh, HZNP. I saw the. Uh, the what was that? The Morning Star that it was forming was it Morning Star or mm-hmm. Evening Star? I always confuse the two. Evening Stars, it's about to drop. Morning Star, it's about to pop. So it was an Evening Star then. Evening Star. So yeah, you saw it was, it was, it was about basically to drop. a big giant doji. It looked pretty. It looked like it was going to form an Evening Star. So I sold those on Friday. I think the last of them. I sold the first batch at 650, so and then I bought them at 450. Sold the last batch at 550. So, managed to lock in a profit. Uh the stock chart still looks pretty decent though. And if it uh, can hold that $100 level, I think I may end up buying a couple more <coughs> to see if it rides up even higher. Well, it's at highs. It, if it was holds hitting that $100. If it holds that $100, it's still above the point where it dropped. It's still making a yep. higher low. So as long as it stays with that higher low, uh, then maybe yeah. you can expect to see another higher high. Yeah. So I think I might consider that. Although those contracts are solely liquid, I feel like I did a good job getting out of them uh, at a profit. Uh, I may just cut that one off my list just because there's just not enough volume on it. That's why I didn't make the trade yeah. when we saw it trigger. Yep. I just uh, didn't lo- like the liquidity. Last thing I did was buying more uh, BlackBerry calls. I bought more eleven dollar nine seventeen calls at eighty five cents again. Yeah, uh, yeah, That's I'm a holding good price. A, holding a lot of these things, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, we we both are following the BAM model uh, for this yeah. this trade. This is not our trade pro hats. I think you mentioned on George's podcast. Well, we took our we had to take our trade pro hats off to make these trades. I should say I took my trade pro hat off to make uh, the trade in terms of the size of my position. It exactly, is not yes. It's in risk management levels. Yes. However, BlackBerry did make a nice bottom there in the, in the $9 when, when you look at yes. the charts. So, like, the te- when I was talking to Jen about it, and I was like, when the, when, when the technical analysis lines up with what BAM is saying, mm-hmm. it gives me a little more confidence than if it was just technical analysis. Right. Yeah, I'm holding a very large position now of BlackBerry, so I definitely don't have my Trade Pro hat on with that trade. Yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) 
Likewise. Yeah, I'm holding some $11, some $12, and I have a, a few $43 calls all for 917 And it looks like for those people who are BAM subscribers, uh, I think the Nemo is supposed to go live this week too, right? Yes, yeah. The uh, the Nimoy terminal, they call it. It's it's kind of like a think of it as like AI that's watching order flow and interpreting mm-hmm. the order flow for you. Uh, I'm real, real, really excited about this. Yeah, we uh, each get we're getting a month subscription for free. Being Global Pro subscribers, um, I actually got my membership for free because he offered that for veterans. So if you're a veteran out there, send a fill out a ticket on their website. You should be able to get free a free year's access to the global pro membership. Yeah. I, I paid, I paid $300 for it on a coupon code. Mm-hmm. This is normally a thousand. And I've already made more than that on a trade. I made with S O X S that he was talking about on there. Uh-huh. So I, it's already been paid for, for me. I definitely consider, consider it worth its while. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it for my moves. I, like I said uh, last week, I was putting the clamps down and trying not to overtrade. That got me to thinking, yeah. we are discussing this a little bit before the episode started. Uh, I think for me, for the month of August, I may try to just limit myself to one chart pattern and just try to become an expert on how to utilize that chart pattern. Like yeah. a trending channel, I think is what I'm going to be focusing on. I think I'm just going to try to limit... I feel like I'm trying to trade too many different things and if i can mm. narrow that down to one specific pattern if i can get good at that one pattern and learn how to trade it profitably that's really all you need right if you can make one thing work oh yeah let's let's get let's get something profitable and then look to add stuff to the the strategies i think is what right. i'm gonna try for right it's like a deep dive focus on a specific pattern patterns and in learning them I, I i like it and i fully support it yeah. uh my something something i i personally am, am doing i feel like something very similar but uh but but different in that i'm not focusing on a chart pattern i'm trying to focus on uh a small set of 10 10 stock tickers that all yes. have liquidity in their options and they're all uh, at a good at a good price level because I I personally and and I, and I feel like this is valuable something valuable to learn with with options. Uh, I found the most profitable options are stocks that are trading uh, over over a hundred hundred fifty dollars. But mm-hmm. I mean under under five hundred because I can't afford those. But like you can find this is crazy with like the weeklies and doing the short term trades. Like a company like Target, it's like it's like two hundred fifty dollars. So if I'm looking at Target on Monday, and they've got some weekly calls that are just out of the money that are like, oh, this is going to be eighty cents. Well, Target, if it moves two percent, it's moved five dollars. Right. So for the options contract, a dollar's a dollar. It doesn't care what a percentage of the stock right. price it is. So there's, yeah. Um, I've 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 got a list, and I'm trying to become an expert on those ten stocks. So I'm not watching a million different securities, you know. And then I'm getting to know those levels, and I can I can trade them up or down. But that involved definitely involves all the chart patterns because I'm trying to identify them, you know, mm-hmm. per stock. So you're focusing on on a pattern, and I'm like, I want to focus on a couple stocks. I haven't locked into a decision on what I want to focus on, but we've talked about complexity before. 
It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why you don't really trade any of the really complex option strategies. Is that th- I feel like the more complex you make something, the harder it is to follow it. The harder it is to learn yeah. from it, the harder it is to analyze it. I really just yeah. want to simplify. I want to simplify down to some like one or two or two or three like key things that I'm looking at and make my decisions off of that and see what the results are. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like uh, if I can narrow it down to a specific chart pattern, I could just pick some levels uh, using that pattern to guide it and then using some using technical analysis to pick like entry points, exit points, and points to cut losses. I, I feel like I can simplify it enough to the to where you know I could set myself up for some better success. Okay. Okay. I Sounds do like your I do love your idea of focusing on you know, the 10 stocks, and I want that list of stocks because I would like to uh, be familiar with them. I think, yeah, I, wa- I want to be able to learn from what you're doing, too, if, I, if that makes sense. Yes. I may not trade yes. them, but I'd like to be able to watch it and see what you're... If I can see what you're learning from what you're doing, I feel like that's a cheaper way for me to get some lessons, too, from you. <laughs> yes, well, that's why I'm encouraging you. I'm like, yes, become an expert on a chart pattern, and then I will talk to you about it on this show and yeah. I will get to learn what you learned without all the hard work and sweat. I love it. <laughs> oh, hey, hey Kyle, we got any earnings? My motto's always been when I'm right, it's right. So I'll wait and watch the charts and the change in price. When the movement's mostly finished at the end of the day. And we know the coming earnings gonna move it my way. Skyrockets in sight. Earnings call to light. All right. Uh, August 2nd, we have Race, R A C E, that's Ferrari, and Fang, which is Diamondback Energy. On the 3rd, we've got Baba, Alibaba, L L Y, BP, Activision, ETN, Mark, MKL, and Darling Ingredients, D A R. On the 4th, we've got Emerson, E M R, uh, Kraft, uh, C or K H C is that when Kraft does earnings? Does all of Canada take the day off? Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sony, CVS, Uber, GM, Allstate, AMC, Plug Power, Royal Caribbean, Etsy, all on the fourth. On the fifth, we've got Moderna, Squarespace, SQ. Um, God damn it! What was K? Ah, uh, Kellogg's and Zillow Z. And then on the 6th, we've got Berkshire Hathaway, BRK.A, DraftKings, DKNG, and OCGN. Oh, good old OCGN. Yeah. That stock has still been nicely bouncing between, like, I think it'll drop down to around, like, 6, 650, and then just run right back up to 750. It's in a real nice cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Got them consolidation patterns. Yes. All right. Do you have anything momentum-wise to talk about? Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh. Google hit five days in a row on Wednesday, and then I uh, didn't see them Thursday or Friday, which means they're having a pullback. Uh. It's a little rich for my blood trading Google, Google yeah. G G O O G L. I should say Alphabet Incorporated. Uh. <laughs> But uh, Friday did end. We had uh, two of the ones that are on my watch list that I created on TradingView from these lists. 
Uh, I've got Nike on there, and I've got Yum Brands. Both mm-hmm. hit two days in a row of new highs. Um, the Yum Brands, their options weren't really liquid. Uh, I didn't, eat, so I was going to make a paper trade to report for the show on mm-hmm. Yum. Uh, when when they broke, I think it was like one twenty seven fifty. Uh, they finished over one thirty. Okay. Um, they 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 had a they had a really really good uh, uh, Thursday, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Wednesday Thursday. It it did it did it, it like in traditional bullish structure. It broke a new high, had a pullback. Uh, the support held, and that when I saw the support held, that was when I was like, well, now's when I would pay for trade. But I it, the liquidity wasn't even there, oh, so I was really? like, you know, I, I'm not. I'm, I'll just report that you know it held its support and mm-hmm. and made a big leg up bigger leg up so which only confirms to me that what i'm watching for now as i've evolved the chart the 52 week high chart system like it is this is the way to do it yeah that's the way to do it uh and the nike did the same thing it, it had it had a pullback uh uh didn't even get to my support zone that i'd drawn if you looked at the charts i was posting on twitter mm-hmm. uh, a while back uh it it the the 50 uh day EMA held the support along with the volume profile. So uh, it was another great opportunity. I didn't paper trade that one. Uh, I, I admit I wasn't watching Nike the day it did that. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was looking at other shit. Uh, but, you know, of course, Friday I did I did look and then saw. I was like, oh, yeah, look, Nike Nike held really well. That, that would have been my confirmation. I w- right. could have made some money there. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, going forward, uh, the names that, uh, you know, when I see big, big names like that pop up, go in, check, check to see where the support level is and watch it and see if it holds. And when it holds, then I can make the move because it's, it's going to march up and try and make a new high. Or if you want to be more conservative, you can wait till it makes the new high with some volume and confirmation there. Um. so nothing, but nothing, nothing hit more than three days in a row on Friday. I think it was only one. It was uh, stock ticker T E L. It's mm-hmm. uh, an IT company, T E Connectivity Ltd. I don't know anything about them, uh, but that uh, that's the list update. All right. Well, then I suppose we should move on. Get some crypto talk done. of cryptocurrency I know you're greedy I know your needs You need that Bitcoin either NFT Cult of cryptocurrency uh, the, the big news for me for crypto, a new law in Germany uh, will allow institutional investors to start investing in cryptocurrency that that mm. could that could really that could push up levels because we could start seeing some institutional money buying and holding crypto, which you know locks up the supply, which helps the prices go up. Okay. Um, Bitcoin it 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 uh, got up over forty grand this week. Uh, I know it's down from the peak of sixty five grand set in April, but uh, you know it it was down in the low thirties, so. Breaking over forty was important. It did that uh, on the news that Amazon is looking to adapt cryptos as payment for their stuff. I think the BAM model is still calling for 
a drop. I think he even had like a 19,000 mark marked out on his, his chart that he was calling for. Uh, it does seem like he had the 31,000 mark called out and a lot of people were giving him shit for predicting that. Uh, but it definitely hit that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still a little leery of it. Uh, I'm worried that it might, uh, retrace back down to that 31,000 level. I'm not sure it's done with that yet, but I don't watch it enough to really know too much. The other the other crypto news that I probably should have mentioned when you were talking about the infrastructure deal. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Part of it is uh, they're, they're trying to do some measures to step up tax enforcement around crypto assets. So what, what does that mean? It means that crypto brokerages and exchanges will, are now required to provide details on cryptocurrency transactions over $10,000 to the IRS. Uh-huh. So that that means that uh, American crypto exchanges, just like Ameritrade reports to the IRS, right? <laughs> your your stock transactions, like if if I if I sell crypto and and or of over ten thousand dollars, it's going to get reported to the IRS, and the IRS is going to say, "Oh, why didn't you report that?" Yeah, well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so that deregulated cryptocurrency to allow for shadow transactions is is coming more and more into the light yeah, and becoming less and is. less decentralized. Well, I mean, it might be decentralized, but becoming less and less on the fringes, and and now you're it's going to get reported for taxes. No more, no more hiding stuff. <laughs> yeah, the days of using it on the dark web seem to be done. Yeah, uh, I had one little blurb that. Uh, I found interesting was that Nigeria was looking to launch a digital currency, uh, actually planning on launching it in October. It's going to be called the Enaria, Nara, Nara, Enara. Mm. It had barred their banks and financial institutions from dealing and facilitating transactions in cryptocurrencies in February. So I wonder if they're doing that in preparation for launching this. Like, what was the reasoning for banning everybody else? Right. For, we'll force you to use ours. Yeah, it's kind of what it looks like. Um, so the eNera will operate as a wallet, which customers can hold existing funds in their bank account. Wow, Nigeria, right? Yeah, so we got Nigeria and El Salvador adopted Bitcoin. Uh, what was the other one that was making a push towards going crypto? I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking of all the new Nigerian print scams. Like, oh, help me, <laughs> help me unlock my wallet to get my crypto. I'll give you half of it. Isn't Nigeria like one of the most developed countries in Africa? It's like the it's like the India of Africa. <laughs> what? You not heard that? No. Like it has its own stock exchange. It's got its it's starting to develop its own film uh infrastructure like Bollywood. Wait. So if is Africa Asia and Nigeria is the India? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did I say that wrong? No. No, I've just never heard it before it made me laugh (laughs) it's following the same path as like india has like india has developed very fast like there's been a lot of like india is where china was 10 years ago and then nigeria is like the next it's like where india was 10 years ago right right uh and it is hey that's forward thinking like putting crypto into the mix yeah and i feel like it has a lot more it's a lot it's a bigger development than something like El Salvador launching their own crypto. Like Nigeria, I think, has more of a... I don't know what the right word is for that. It just feels more important. Uh, you, they've got more 
economic more, opportunity. Yes, yes. Thank you. Well, they certainly have more natural resources. No, they do that. Just because of the size <laughs> of the country compared to El Salvador. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right, let's let's slap iron, motherfucker. Oh, damn it, you got me. Completely forgot to fill this out. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I guess I'll go first. Yeah, uh, please. <laughs> my good was definitely staying and keeping myself in timeout and mm-hmm. and staying true to my punishment my self-inflicted punishment of, of dan you done you done fucked up so bad this week you're not allowed to fuck up next week but i still managed <laughs> to fuck up and we'll get back to that on my ugly oh okay <laughs> did, did you do anything good um yeah i think taking profits on hcnp i think uh like that trades just felt good all around Yes. Like from the identifying, the execution, and now the actually closing out and taking the profits. It felt like I... That's a big win. I just did everything right. Yeah. I took, uh, I took, I sold out, you know, positions in lots. I sold out half at a really good mark, and then I sold the other half at a still profitable mark. Yep. And then got out before, if I look at the price of those contracts now, I'm sure it's below the 450 that I bought them at, or really close to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. High five all around. Thank you. Kicking ass. All right. Not that they could all wow. be like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. What was your bad? I didn't take uh, as many of the opportunities as I had to watch more Trade Pro videos. Mm. I, I think I only got through one in the whole week, and I should be at least getting through two or three. And there, there, were, there were days where I had opportunities, and I was like, you know what? I'd rather just uh, watch some, some regular TV that's not going to get me any skills or knowledge and i'll just uh vegetate doing a lot of relaxing i was kind of in the same boat i watched the first options video and that was the only one of that series that i actually sat down and watched yeah i did go back though and re-watch one of the foundations course and i actually feel like i might be better served by going back through and watching those re-watching those now that i've had a month of that to, to sink in before jumping into the options right now that you've got a little experience with it under your belt rewatch it to see what you missed right. the first time around yeah and i'm sure there's going to be a lot i mean just watching the i think it was the market structure one like the fourth lesson that I went back through and rewatched and like, it's just like, Oh man, I need to rewatch all these. I will say, uh, the options course, Vico has a market structure one as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, uh, and, and well, I, I actually watched that one. Uh, I watched the first half of that one three times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Trying to that. That was the one I did finish the week. Before. I look at the foundations course as the foundation of, like your knowledge base, right? Yeah. And I don't feel like my foundation has been built very strong yet that I can start just stacking stuff on top of it. Okay. I need to, I think I need to make sure that foundation is a lot more solidly constructed before I start moving into some of the more advanced stuff, like trying to day trade options and swing Mm, lottos like Vico. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't my bad though. What was your bad? I think my bad was uh, not taking profits on BMY, not taking any profits to the point now where I think I'm actually underwater a little bit on it. Like I said, I had the opportunity to try to catch, uh, take a taste of that out. Uh, I was targeting 30%, I think is what the problem was, and 20% just didn't sound as pretty. 
Yeah, right? That's 20%. That's not a sexy number. And that's the that's the hard thing about having hard and fast rules. Like, you need to be able to, like, yeah, you could want 30% gain for your first, you know, exit closeout. Mm-hmm. But if the market's not going to give it to you, you got to adapt that. You can't just sit and say, well, I want, you know, 30% or I'm not taking anything. Yeah, right. Well, that's not going to help you. <laughs> right. The market doesn't give a shit if, if that's your hard and fast line. Right, exactly. Market does not care. Yeah. All right, well, you alluded to your ugly. What was it? Oh, BMY, not not oh. uh, taking the break even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not take, having two opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Wednesday or Thursday morning? I think it's Thursday morning. Yeah. Yeah, I had two opportunities to, to get out of the trade without losing anything. And I did yeah. not take either of them. And then I stayed in the trade and I lost everything. And that, that, that was ugly. And that was just me being stubborn. I was right. The market's wrong. <laughs> uh, my BMY was not my ugly because I bought a much longer expiration date on the calls. I bought September's. I didn't trade weeklies on that. Yeah. Uh, my ugly though was pretty much the same thing. Uh, it was those AMC weeklies. Yep. <laughs> uh, it wasn't quite as bad because I did manage to sell you know a third of them for profit. But that doesn't help when the rest of it expires worthless and you still lose money. Mm-hmm. And I too had at least two or three opportunities to sell them at the price that I purchased them for, which was still locked in a profit. And then I had another chance to sell them at break-even on Thursday that I still didn't take. So that trade's just all around ugly. And I think I might yep. be done trying to swing weeklies on AMC. Yep. I, I know I am. <laughs> yeah, I should have been done last week. This, this week was kind of my last, give it a last chance. It was trading into a big zone of strength that had been circled on the calendar. Yeah, trying to lock them in. A few days before when it's a weekly just doesn't work and they're just too expensive to try to buy anything you know further out and still maintain your risk yeah it is my attitude going forward that weeklies are for day trades yes that seems to be when the most success is made with those yeah are the only yeah. success really yeah if you if you want to if you <laughs> yeah if you want to really want to fucking hold some value it's buying them two months out and riding it for that month, <laughs> selling them before their month to expire. Like, don't let time kill your your fucking purchase. Yes, and you'd think that because mm. there's not a whole lot of time value on them, but the little bit it has, and if they're out the money, that's the only value it has. Yeah, it decays really <laughs> fast. Yeah, and then and then if if you're wrong, instead of taking a loss of of some of the fucking trade, it's like all the trade. Shit. Yeah. Which I had been sizing those as all or nothing bets, but that doesn't mean I have to lose it all. (laughs) It still (laughs) hurts. (laughs) Just because you sized it as all or nothing doesn't mean it has to be all or nothing. Yeah. Right. right, right. (laughs) Oh, all right. All right, Kyle. Let's, uh, we're almost there. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Let's, let's talk about, uh, opening up a new bed on August. Oh, goddamn. I didn't do that part either. (laughs) It's a good thing you get to go first. Wow, I do get to go first because I was the biggest loser of the week and the month. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, going off of 
a stock that is both on my list of of ten that I want to really be just uh, an expert on, mm-hmm. and uh, my fifty two week highs. I am. Uh, I'm going to pick Target TGT. They are. Yes, it uh, it it broke into new high territory on Thursday. Open a Friday with a pullback. Uh, looking at the hourly, it pulled back down into the previous high, and the volume profile. It stayed above the twenty EMA and the last hourly candle uh, uh, on Friday was higher with some decent volume holding that support line so i'm gonna say this one is primed monday's probably a really good time to buy and uh can see some new all-time highs through the week okay sounds like a good bet target tgt i kind of feel like just stealing your other one just going with nike (laughs) 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 well nike finished with the Strong two two days in a row, hitting new highs. I mean, yeah, yeah, it certainly did. All right, yeah, why not? I'm gonna go with that. You like you like that where that one is? You know, take my discarded because you know I looked at the. I know you looked at both. I feel like just <laughs> I feel like just fucking with you and just taking your other okay. one because I feel like uh, all right, I feel like it all should right. work out that way. You 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 feel like if you win the bet, it's gonna have some extra pain. In my face. I feel like I need to get in your head again. I haven't done that in a while. (laughs) Well, Nike is is doing just fine. That's not not a bad call at all. I just don't like the timing of having to buy that one on Monday because I I, I think it's going to have a pullback before it pulls back up to new highs. But we'll see. It could, it really could, could keep going. It could keep going up to 175 before it pulls back. I don't know. I don't either. I kind of feel like I should put a stop loss in there though. Probably around one probably around one sixty, I think. That's that's a solid stop loss for sure. Yep. For sure. Um Yeah, and I gotta load target back up to tell you my <laughs> stop loss because now I'm looking at fucking Nike. Okay, target, my stop loss, two fifty six. Two fifty six? Two fifty five. Two fifty five. Two fifty five. Okay. Are you doing a take profit? No, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna, not gonna make it too crazy and complicated. I think if Nike jumps over 170, and I bought it less than that, I might move my stop loss to there. And then if it hits 175, I'll move it up. I'll just move it up in five dollar increments, starting at 175. If it closes the day above those, I'm just gonna call mine a trailing stop. 255 whatever the dollar value that is between where it opens mm-hmm. i'm gonna have that be trailing so if it opens at 262 i want a seven dollar trailing stop that's probably a decent yeah okay i'll go with that too we got a random no okay well you fuck uh, random on. i'm working on it <laughs> i'll give you a random got you random right the, here h-o-o-d no no, you can't do that. <laughs> I randomly picked it out of my brain. All right, Dan, I want a random one through three number. Ooh, uh, one. Okay, and then a random... You know what? I'm going to get my D&D dice. A random 12. Yeah, give me a 12-sided die and roll down to those. Oh, should I go get it now? I don't know yeah. where they are. Oh, they don't? Oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I really don't. I really don't know where they're at at the moment. Oh wait, uh, maybe no, no, they're not in that drawer. Um, okay, uh, 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 four. One, two, three, four. But yeah, I am gonna get a three-sided, twelve-sided dice, and we'll we'll just start rolling those yeah, for the random. That's what we need. Yes. Okay. Uh, we've got Nasdaq Exchange Capital Goods Sector. The symbol is APOG. APOD. OG. Apogee Industries or Apogee Enterprises. Apogee. They used they used to make uh, games I played in the nineties. Yeah, they they made Blakestone, didn't they? I don't know. They made Commander Keen. Yeah. Uh, really dating ourselves now. Ooh, take <laughs> two uh, has their earnings out this week too. God damn it. Okay, Apogee. A O A P O G for the random. Stupid random. All right, folks, there you have it. We got another random bet. Got another big bet. Stay tuned to the month in review. We'll talk about our bet consequences because Kyle and I once again failed to defeat random uh, and hang our heads in shame. Much shame. <laughs> uh, but for now, we're going to go ahead and uh, close up the shop. We're not 24 7. It's not some crazy madness like that uh but we will be coming back at you shortly at that month in review episode we'll have out uh next week and uh we'll follow that up with another regular episode so until then like share subscribe tell all your friends tell all your enemies and uh happy tell, trades yeah tell your enemies yeah we want we want more more com- combative discourse yeah yeah that's what we need <laughs> all right but Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.